Welcome to the QST of HR, episode 18. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, sorry about that too. We've been really busy with lots of activities and summer holidays and everything. That's the main reason, I think, for the summer holidays, isn't yeah. it? Anyway, we are back and we've got a fun show because you are a year older than last time, aren't you? Yeah, I'm now 10, which is really exciting. Did you have a good birthday? Yep. You had a little um, message from the... Flatpak History of Sweden podcast. Oh, yeah, that was really nice. Yeah, And they thank them very much for that. Yes, that was awesome. Hello, Anton. Hi, Anton. Ja, må haleva. Ja, må haleva. Ja, må haleva. Ut i hundrade år. Ja, vi ska haleva. Ja, vi ska haleva. Ja, vi ska haleva. Ut i hundrade Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Anton. That was uh, the birthday song in Swedish. Yeah, so in Sweden, you're basically saying, we hope you're going to live for a hundred years. Yes, and uh, we hope you will live for... 90 more years. Definitely, and many, many more after that, and continue to be the amazing, curious person that you are, and may life take you on many, many journeys. We've also had our first fan art, haven't we? Yep. I'm going to see if I can describe this. So, it's me in um, a nice t-shirt, <laughs> holding a brain in like a in plastic packaging, and it's slightly death cartoony. <laughs> I think it's you eating a brain. Oh, yeah, maybe it is me too. Right? Yeah. Whose brain do you think it is? Uh, yours from episode one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, we also had a tiny mention on the Smart Enough to Know Better fabulous podcast 10 year anniversary episode, didn't we? Yeah, because we asked asked a question and we got it answered. We did, yep. Scale listen. Um, okay, surprise question from the audience. Richard and his son Anton from the Curiosity of a Child podcast had a great question, I thought. What is the biggest change in science you've seen during the time of SE2KP? Like a discovery, some understanding, a change of perspective. What would you guys say? Like what stands out? It's 10 years you guys have been talking about science. It's got to be a greatest hits here. What do you think is the biggest change in science? For me, great podcast. Smart enough to know better. Yes. As you are now 10 and responsible, <laughs> yeah. you got to choose the subject for this episode, didn't you? Yeah. So um, we're not going to tell you what it is quite yet. I think we're going to go straight into it, aren't we? Um, I'll give you a hint, though. Responsible. Yes, very responsible. <laughs> Shall we get on with the show? On with the show. Have you ever heard of Monsieur Joseph Puyol? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, his stage name was La Petiman which combines the French words for to fart and maniac. So he was a fartomaniac. <laughs> so you might have already guessed today's theme <laughs> on that, but we're not going to just be one of these podcasts that just giggles and laughs at all of this. We've got some hard, <laughs> <laughs> we've got some hard science and some history, haven't we? <laughs> okay, so this famous flatulist who was born in 1857, and he came to fame as the star attraction of the Moulin Rouge in 1892. And his act included mimicking the sound of cannons and thunderstorms. <laughs> <laughs> and he also um, played some famous French songs as well from his bottom. Oh 
It's quite an impressive skill. Yeah. I think you'd be quite good at that. That's not very nice. And uh, the, the rich and the famous, they came to see him. So even royalty, so the Prince of Wales and uh, King Leopold II of Belgium. Wow. Went to watch him, so he was that famous. He was, he was like the main attraction there. <laughs> However, in 1894, he was fined 3,000 francs when he put on an impromptu show to help one of his friends who was um, struggling with money problems. Mm -hmm. And uh, this broke kind of his contract for the Moulin Rouge. And he was... Um, yeah, so like I said, he was paid, oh, sorry, he was fined 3,000 francs. So that's about £47,000 in today's money. Wow. A lot of money just for a bit of um, blow-off action yeah. outside work. This disagreement in the end caused him to leave the Moulin Rouge and he set up his own travelling theatre. And it's during this time he developed his act further. Mm -hmm. And uh, a favourite piece of his was a rhyme about farm animals where he would produce the animal sounds with his bum. <laughs> so can you imagine something like Amy McDonald's <laughs> with a <laughs> here and a <laughs> there, here and <laughs> there and everywhere. <laughs> we should release this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. And he could even blow out a candle from several feet away. Wow, that's got power. So what's this tell you about his farts? They were not real farts. No. Dun, dun, dun. That's... But how do we know that? Um... You can set farts on fire. You can, yeah, <laughs> exactly. What Monsieur Pichon could do was breathe with his bum. <laughs> she could actually suck air up his bottom. <laughs> and he discovered this um, as a young boy when he was down the beach one day. And um, he was in the water mm -hmm. and he noticed a rather cold, tingly <laughs> sensation in his bottom. And he had managed to kind of slurp up some seawater. And uh, from there he discovered his act. <laughs> Um. Uh, hey, butt pump. <laughs> yeah. Farts are made of several gases, including methane and hydrogen. Both of these are explosive. Yeah, so we've got a little video here for you, Anton. Yay. Ooh. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening in this video? Um, basically, there's somebody who's... Um, Got a light, got a lighter, and they hold it up next to their bum bum, and then they went, and then it. Yeah, it's a big um, explosion. Yeah. <laughs> Same way to describe it. Yeah. Very dangerous. Do not light your farts, please, listeners. NASA were really worried about astronauts farting in spaceships. They thought it could be a fire risk. They did some experiments to help to. To help to <laughs> to help to find foods that caused people to fart less and test how much gas the astronauts would produce. That's right. So, um, do you know how often we fart? Um, most people fart from fourteen to twenty-five times a day. <laughs> that point six to one point eight liters of gas every day. But some will do do it far more. A study by the University of New South Wales in Australia found that men generally fart more than women, with some doing it over 50 times a day. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> you were the one who looked at me. I thought I had to look at you. <laughs> According to the Guinness Book of World Records, the longest blow-off lasted 2 minutes and 42 seconds. It's quite impressive. Yeah, that's yeah. long. But uh, do you know where all that gas comes from? There's a lot there. When we eat, we swallow oxygen up to 10 millilitres. Eating fast can cause you to swallow more 
and this goes into your intestines. A study found that 30 litres of gas would pass through our intestines each day, but most of this is absorbed into your blood. Without this gas, we'd die. Our intestines are also full of bacteria. As they help digest and break down the food, they create different gases. Different foods and bacteria also make different gases, so what you eat affects your fart. Okay, so what you're basically saying is that we are farting bacteria's farts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of chemistry going on inside your body. Um, so we can have up to two kilograms of bacteria inside our guts. That's heavy. That's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and they can ferment up to 40 grams of complex carbohydrates each day. Now, 40 grams doesn't sound like much, does it? No, it's less than a bag of sugar. <laughs> yeah, much less than a bag of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, but for every gram of carbohydrates, they can produce roughly a third of a litre of hydrogen. Mm -hmm. So hydrogen's one of those explosive gases, okay? Yeah, as we saw earlier. So it's methane and hydrogen. Mm-hmm, that's right. Um, so as you know, hydrogen's flammable. But do you know what else burns hydrogen? Mm. Things are really big and hot. Sun? Yeah, that's right, the sun says so stars. So I guess, theoretically, <laughs> if you eat enough stuff and uh, create enough gas, your bomb might ignite and uh, it could end that saying that uh, where the sun doesn't shine. <laughs> because it would be shining. <laughs> anyway. But the more realistic danger with um, farts is not really the explosive gases, but the smell of the gases. Ah, oh, like silent killers. Exactly, yeah. So do you know anybody with smelly blow-offs? You. I think it was the worst. Anybody else? Not really. So well. I work with a couple of people, and they're definitely um, on the more dangerous end of the scale. Okay. With their abilities. And actually, um, a couple of them installed an app on their phone which records them whilst they're sleeping. Yeah. And um, they discovered more than speak in their sleep, they flatulated in their sleep. Yeah. Um, so I've got one recording. And uh, I'll add it in now so you can listen to uh, their nocturnal activities. Okay. Now, you're pretty good at loud blow-offs, aren't you, <laughs> I reckon? Yeah. You can do some good ones. Yeah. Um, so, do you know what makes that noise? Um, or what makes the sound? Different noises can be squeakier, more high-pitched ones are, like, tighter buttering. <laughs> so you're saying it's how tight your bottom is, is yeah. determines the sound of your yeah. fart. And looser buttering. <laughs> <laughs> I think you meant to say anal sphincter. To use anal, the technical anal sphincter <laughs> means more explosive, like... <laughs> farts. And you actually found a video here, didn't you, of some different fart sounds. So let's just see. We'll listen. Yeah. What's this one? Wet fart. Long one. Sharp one. Very tight bottom, that one. Yeah. Normal. Farting pool or tub. We've all done that. So those are a couple of them. Yeah, so there's a wide variety, so. isn't there? Mm-hmm. Um, so do you know, though, why our blow-offs smell? 
yeah. The smelly gas is called hydrogen sulfide, and it's made in our body by the bacteria and smells like rotten eggs. If we eat food with lots of sulfur, um, then our farts will smell worse. Not everything in your farts and poo smells bad. A team of scientists found 297 different um, compounds and bum gases, including pinene mm-hmm. and lemonine. Lemonine. Yeah. So what do you think those two smell of? Um, pine needles on pine cones and lemons. Yes, they're quite nice. Remember when we went for the walk around the reservoir the other day? We uh-huh. could smell the pine needles, couldn't we? Uh-huh. Or maybe something else. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, dog poo everywhere. Now, there's some truth to the silent but deadly myth, OK? So it's often thought that the quiet ones are the stinkiest, isn't it? Now, according to Dr Rice of the University of Michigan Medicine Gastroenterology Clinic, if swallowed air is triggering your farts, as is the case with the majority of farts, they tend to be louder, but less smelly. If your fart is primarily driven from digestion and bacterial fermentation, it will tend to be smaller in volume and sound, but stinkier. That's a new quote voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's probably a good Michigan accent. <laughs> yeah. So, do you like how your farts smell? Um, sometimes you don't notice them because you're kind of used to them, I guess. And other times, oh, they're really bad. Well, that's some of it. They say that you tend to think of other people's farts as smelling worse because they're less familiar with you, because you get used to your own smell. Because it's a survival thing, really. Because you've got to know how you smell and just ignore it so you can pick out other odours. Mm-hmm. Ben de Lacey Costello from the University of the West of England has been trying to find ways to detect diseases in people's flatulence. He says... There's a high chance that some of the diseases may be able to be diagnosed in the future by directly monitoring bodily emissions such as farts, skin emissions or breath. So he's actually, maybe in the future you go to the doctor mm-hmm. and you'll do a little pop in a tube <laughs> and uh, they'll find diseases. It's like <coughs> stool um, samples, but farts e- exactly, yeah. samples instead. Yep. So at school when someone farts, what happens? I mean, what sort of reaction do you get? Are there any bad... Um, there's different people hardly ever do it (laughs) Um, but there's different reactions sometimes teachers just ignore it or and then some of the class might laugh or all of the class might laugh Um, other times the person who did it would have to like put their hand off or whatever to a better sometimes they're sent out but it has, <laughs> sent out yeah i know it's that bad <laughs> no when it goes like <laughs> almost like they're deliberately trying to get a few extra bits out yeah <laughs> i thought i'd look at how different people and cultures around the world have viewed farts at different times through history and were they seen as bad then as they are today mm. Now, apparently, anthropologists are afraid to ask about farting. Now, do you know what an anthropologist is? Uh, no. <laughs> well, uh, basically, they kind of study what it is to be human. So they look at how people ah, live. So like um, a human doctor. No, no, no. They're, they're not. Don't think of them like a doctor, like oh, a medical like doctor. A, a um, scientist on humans. Then. Yeah, they're looking at different cultures and different peoples in the past and around the world. Okay. Um, just to understand other maybe common traits or differences between people. What makes humans human? 
Yeah. So one such anthropologist, Kirsten Bell, who I made sure to pronounce her name properly as she's often called Kristen Bell, wanted to learn more about farts. But she found very little prior research, but she was determined to find out more. So to quote her, Call it an insatiable curiosity about the human condition. Call it a Freudian anal fixation. Call it what you want. But I, for one, am not willing to let the matter rest there. So she's really determined to get the cultural understanding of farts. What she discovered is that farting is almost universally reviled. And now this from the book Aroma, A Cultural History of Smell, comes the following Moroccan anecdote. It is traditionally held that breaking wind inside a mosque will blind or even kill the angels therein. Wow. So pretty deadly. Now, farts are closely associated with harmful spirits and aren't jinn often shown as fiery forms? <laughs> so I'm wondering if maybe the, somebody's been lighting their blow-offs. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then they had real spirit in um, their part. Yeah, exactly. Um, and what they would actually do is... Um, Mark the location where the blow-off happened with a small pile of stones which would trap the evil spirit. Mm -hmm. Which brings me on to this shocking picture from the coastline of Guernsey. <gasps> what does that tell you? Can you describe that picture and what it is, please? Lots and lots of stone towers. They're the stones that people stacked up along the coast um, for, like, the lockdown, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So what it is, it's a photo of um, piles of pebbles that have been stacked up, maybe six, seven, eight tall, mm -hmm. which was very popular around the coast of the island for a while. Do you think that these were put there to stop farts or not? No. <laughs> now, there was a story going around a few months ago that coronavirus could be spread by farting. So I was thinking Aye. perhaps that, that was why Guernsey is pretty much clear of corona now. It's thanks to our stone pillar protective piles that helped to uh, stop corona farts coming into the island on the wind. Yeah. Now, from one small island to one massive one. So what's our favourite delicious cuisine from Papua New Guinea? Long pig! Exactly, so what's long pig? Humans. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. OK, so some of the local islanders were, in the 1700s, very offended by Dutch sailors whose flatulence caused shame and contempt. So it's OK to eat people, but not to fart. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> Actually, sorry, not everyone in Papua New Guinea is a cannibal. Honest. So, um, do you know who Pythagoras was? Um, he was a Greek philosopher. Mm, what's he famous for? Um, triangles. <laughs> exactly, triangles. And he was pretty clever. But he thought that um, a person's soul was in their breath. So if you pushed hard enough, you could fart out your soul. Now, of another story, this time from Jerusalem, 44 CE. Now, according to historian Flavius Josephus, during a Passover feast, and a revelant Roman soldier lured his pants, bent over, and spoke such words as you might expect upon such a posture. So, um, did a blow-off. So what sort of response do you think this might have caused? So Passover is really important. Um, ceremony and festival for Jewish people. And Jerusalem's like the home of the Jews, yeah? So what sort of effect? Mm, maybe there's an entirely new story added to the special book about wonderful farts. 
Um, how about the opposite of that? There was a story taken away from the special book right, about right, terrible okay. farts. Right, well, shall I tell you what happened? Okay. And it caused a riot. Because the feasters, they desperately wanted to catch the perpetrator. Or maybe the, um, pumpetrator. <laughs> <laughs> and they held stones at Raymond soldiers, um, who in turn called for reinforcements. And in the ensuing chaos, 10,000 people were killed. Ooh. Due to one blow-off. I think tensions might have already been quite high there. Yeah. Now after that, I think we need something a little bit more fun. Because that's a bit bleak, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you know the oldest joke ever discovered? No. Do you know where it's from? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> well, it's from Samaria, and that's in modern-day southern Iraq. Mm-hmm. Which we have to remember, it's one of the cradles of civilization. Mm-hmm. And the joke goes, Something which has never occurred since time immemorial, a young woman did not fart on her husband's lap. How do you rate that? No idea what it means. A young lady sitting on her husband's lap. Mm-hmm. They've always gone... Or something. It hasn't not happened. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you didn't really uh, like that one? Now, I've got a Wikipedia page I'm going to show you here. What's the name of this football team? <laughs> FL Fart. That's right. They are a Norwegian football team. This is a Norwegian <laughs> king. What's his, what is his nickname? Einstein... The fart. That's right. And I think in Norwegian, um, fart means fast. Oh, so, and I guess FL was like football club, translated into English. So, football club fast. Mm-hmm. Now, I do quite like, here's a little emblem of him, and he's being knocked off his ship there. Oh, that's nice. Yes, he was a Norwegian king. He's fast at diving then, I guess. Now, I've got a rather large picture for you here, which I want you to <laughs> describe, okay? Now... Let me zoom in a bit. Ooh. Oh, that is quite a long picture. Yeah, so this is a old Japanese scroll. But can you just kind of give a brief description of what's happening? Um, lots of Japanese people with lots of power everywhere and horse over this superior power of their epic fart. Well, then it looks like they're having a bit of a battle, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, fart battles! Yeah, so this is... If I get back to our notes, it's called Higasem, which I find quite funny, um, which means fart competitions. And they're from the Japanese Endo period, but the exact artist and creation date isn't known. Um, and neither is their meaning, but it's thought that they might be political commentary. <laughs> this isn't the only time that farts have been depicted for political reasons, such as a 1798 poster by Richard Newton. And what does this one show? John Bull farts at a picture of King George III while Prime Minister William Pitt, the younger, shouts, Treason! That's right. So, um, I think John Bull, he was a made-up character who was often used in kind of political satire and things during the time. Yeah, so he's got his pants down and he's showing his bottom and there's lots of air coming out of a picture of the king, isn't there? Yeah. Which is particularly in the 1798. It's not really the sort of thing he did. No. Unless you want to see your head chopped off. But why have cultures throughout history so hated flatulence? Now, Kirsten Bell says, Farts may very well be the penultimate bodily admission. They're likely to be perceived as far more polluting than other bodily excrements, such as faeces, because for all intents and purposes, they are invisible. 
we could not actively avoid them. While we can generally sidestep faeces, blood and urine, or complain to the waiter if we find a hair in our soup, little can be done to protect ourselves from the sedentary invasion of the fart. So it seems that the main reason why we don't like them is our inability to avoid them. Mm-hmm. Also along with this smell. Yeah. It's like an unavoidable gas bomb. Exactly. Inavoidable. Yeah. That's the key thing. So, this ability for a fart to appear anywhere, anytime, this omnipresence has also been embraced. And now it's time to introduce Matishkapu, the god <laughs> of flatulence. <laughs> The Innu people live in northeastern Canada and they've populated those lands for thousands of years. So, I've a map here so you can see this is Canada, yeah? So, there's the Great Lakes down here where Sir Isaac Brock uh-huh. had his famous victory. Mm-hmm. There's a great photo I've got of some Innu traders here from 1903, so you can see them all dressed up there. And they have a very special god and he is called Matishkapu. And of him, it is said, He is everywhere both inside the tent and outside. He is always with you, no matter where you may travel. Yes, that's a good description of farts. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And he is their most powerful spirit. And in one story, um, there's the caribou master. He's one of their other kind of gods or spirits. And he refused to give Matishkapu any caribou to eat. So in response, Matishkapu gave the caribou master really painful constipation until we gave in. Ooh. And here's a picture. <laughs> of That's him. like, he's getting his fire off and he's, well, fart off, and he's launched it. I know, it looks like flames. It's a stick yeah. man with almost flames coming out of his bottom, isn't it? Yeah. Matistkapu literally means a farting man. <laughs> But rather than greeting flatulence with disgust, the Innu people see farts as important and often humorous messages. Every break of wind must be listened to very carefully to understand what's being said, but its utterances are usually cryptic. <laughs> when an unexpected pop interrupted camp life, a specialist interpreter would be called in and he would question everybody present uh, to try and understand what was being said in the fart. <laughs> And I don't know if they just went by the sound or if they also used the spell, <laughs> the smell rather, as an important part of it. So what do you think they would have made of Monsieur Joseph Pajal? I think he wouldn't have been told off and fined or sued um, of all that money and he would have been like their special person. He would be the a demigod. Well, he'd be like maybe like a shaman. He'd be I, able yeah. to um, talk with the spirits. But magician. Yeah. And um, that's it. That is the science and history of flatulence. <laughs> that was very good. So you enjoyed that as your topic choice, did you? Mm-hmm. Are you, do you think you've learned lots uh, of new things? Yeah, definitely. Excellent. Do you have any ideas for your next topic? Um, not really. I'm pretty sure I had one. Oh, yeah. I think we might do avocados. <laughs> okay, I know why. We might do avocados sometime. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you again for listening. Um, we've got a website now, haven't we? Yeah. And it's called thecuriosityofacharge.com. That's right. So you can visit us there and uh, email us or follow us on Twitter at... 
Curate Child Pod. That's correct. Um, and yeah, catch up on the other episodes. Please leave a review as well. Yeah, and we'll be sticking a few other things on there, um, like any other ideas we come up with, really. And if you happen to be our big Romanian fan who seems to have binge listened to all the shows, please say hello because we want to know who our fans are. Yeah, that would be really good. And then we can send you all the f- merchandise we're doing and then all of that stuff. <laughs> okay, I better get making merchandise then, hadn't I? Yeah. We've got some nice ideas, actually. Anyway, thanks once again for listening and I hope you enjoyed um, Anton's episode on flatulence. Farty, farty, fart, fart. And on that note, thank you and goodbye. Fart away!